You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Masterclass. Well, after that, I need to talk about something that is going to warm the cockles of your heart, I suppose. We're talking about love. (laughs) We're talking about finding love at any age. And that's our masterclass this afternoon, finding love at any age. Now, I don't know if you've been watching the series. A lot of people in my circle are are transfixed by Indian matchmaking. And it's it's this woman who's from India, and she helps uh, these women or men find love. She does it in India and in the U.S. Mostly, I see that's where clients sit. Um, I don't watch it a lot, but people around me watch it. And I just look at what the, um, you know, just what the criteria are, what, what, what people say, what they have on their list of uh, requirements when it comes to a partner. And I just think, wow, you're aiming very high. You're aiming very high. What are your expectations of finding love? Are you actually looking for love or are you just looking for a husband or a wife? Um, you know, is love not a big factor there? It, it leads to all kinds of questions. And um, it kind of makes you wonder just, you know, uh, where are we in our search for love? Why is it so important for us? And, and at what age? I mean, uh, some of these women are close to 40 as well. And, uh, and, and they are still looking for, for love. They, they, they know that they're going to find it. They know that they're going to find, um, you know, they, they believe that they, they will make happy marriages after this. And, and for many people, let's, let, let's just, you know, put it out there. You think, okay, in your twenties, now even just a little over 30, uh, yes, you're fine. But as you get closer to 40, yeah, do you settle for companionship? Do you settle for a friend? Uh, can you find love at any age? So we've engaged the help of relationship coach and author Jenny Schmall, who has helped hundreds of her clients all over the world to find love. So the theme is how to find love at any age, but she reckons you've got to find Find love by loving yourself first. Jenny, good afternoon. Hi, Avika. How are you? I'm well, thanks. I'm well, thanks. And, um, you know, this uh, you've obviously been, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Indian matchmaking and the series <laughs> on Netflix, but uh, people, I, people I've want actually, love. I have actually seen that going on. And um, from my side, I believe you can find love at any age. Yes. It can be 40, 50, 60, yes. 70. Uh, people are human beings and human beings long to be in relationships it's a natural Mm. process Mm. and there are many many ways to find love and as a relationship coach working with people uh, nationally and internationally i thought um and thank you for this opportunity to be on 702 one of the biggest radio stations in Johannesburg and South Africa and and internationally well known um i always tell my clients tune into the the radio station of the person that you're looking for so i hmm. listen to 702 all the time because it's my kind of radio station my kind of vibe I connect with what's happening on 702. Yeah. So if I'm looking for love, and it doesn't matter what age you are or why you're looking for love, because there are many things. You may be divorced. You may be a widow or a widower. You may be retired. You may have never had a relationship before. Yeah. You may have had many. There, there are many ways. But we must know what we're looking for. And we will tend to reflect at any moment on a man or woman 
that we connect with because we are actually reflecting our thoughts and our beliefs mm. of where we find ourselves in the moment. But Jenny, many of us, uh, many of us, uh, those, and, and some people never really get there when we, you know, they don't value themselves. They don't love themselves. A lot of people don't know how to love themselves. So how do you get people started? If, if that is the basis of, of finding love outside of yourself, where do you start to recognize it and see it in yourself and love yourself? I, I must say that uh, in today's world, because we live in this fast pace, swipe left, swipe right, yes. new relationship yes. every week. Um, the middle, middle gap, so from 35 to 65, these people look at uh, relationships very differently. They, they know what they're looking for, and there is a session of that part of society that wants to work on themselves. They want to find out, am I looking for a soulmate, mm. uh, which is just a lovely word, by the way, or a woundmate? Why am I going into this relationship? What, what was am the second I looking one, Jenny? For? Uh, a soulmate or a? A woundmate. A wound. A woundmate. So do we go and look for someone where we can um, hide from ourselves, not express our truths, not show up? As a woman or a man, this happens a lot. Mm. Or are we going into a relationship where we can have deep conversations, meaningful ones, mm. about where we find ourselves and how we've evolved? And that's why I wrote the book, Finally Find the Love of Your Life at Any Age. Mm. And I wrote it uh, during lockdown ah. and then found a wonderful um, publisher, our South African Dynamo um, Webster Sanasi, and we published during lockdown. So what I did is I narrated my love life, yes. and it's not a, a huge one. There are five people, and I, I did it from beginning to end, and I narrated what I found in each relationship, yes. how it ended, what I wanted as a woman in that relationship. Remember, I was looking in retrospect. So what I wanted in the first relationship was definitely not what I wanted in the second yeah. or the last. And so if people are not willing to look at what, what worked in this relationship, what didn't work, yeah. how can I change that? I think that's the basis and the beginning of where we start. We're looking for compatibility. Yes. And, and, and Jenny, so, so what you're saying is we shouldn't look at any past relationship as, as a failed relationship because every relationship has taught us something and gotten us closer to the person that fits better. Is, is that the right every idea? Relationship, every relationship is a gift. Yeah. It may not seem bad. like a yeah. gift at the time, yes, but it's you chose it you, and you're free to choose a new relationship. But if it didn't work and there are things you want to change, then look inward and start with you. Mm. So, mm. And also people tend to, when I meet clients, I say, tell me what you don't want in a relationship. Yeah. And they can tell me within 30 seconds a whole lot of things that they don't want. When I ask them what they do want, suddenly it's quiet. Ah. They don't really know. Mm. So they tend to say things like, I'll give you an example of, mm. of uh, a client. We'll call her Meg. Let's yeah. call her Meg. Okay. So Meg says, I want somebody tall, dark, handsome, must work with his body, must love children, animals, travel, and rock and roll. Oh. <laughs> okay. And 
so further down the line, she, she rings me up and she says, I've just met John. He lives in my complex. Um, and he doesn't really like blondes. Uh, he's not working at the moment. He doesn't have animals or children. Yeah. And I start to ask questions. And I realize that John is short, blonde. He's the exact opposite. And yet this person has taken this as a relationship just so they can be in a relationship. Ah, okay. So it was just, it was just to be with someone. Um, exactly. Hmm. And I'm very curious then, when, when you say that when you've asked people what they don't want, what are some of the common things that people don't want at the moment? They don't want people who cheat. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want people, yeah, people who mess around, uh, people who are just uh, there looking for um, not even intimacy, for sex. Um, this is an adult show. <laughs> uh, and, and they don't want somebody who's not going to be there for them. Yeah. And, and actually, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. The, the don't ones, because I, I mean, in, in watching the series and the few that I have caught, it was uh, the, looking at the list of requirements and there were over 10 things that they wanted and things like they must want to have a skydiving experience. And I thought, like, what planet do you live on that you are now putting exactly. such specifics on there? And it also, like you say, look inside yourself and be realistic about your expectations. Are we mostly realistic about our expectations when it comes to finding love? We're, we're not realistic at all. Mm. I, I think on the list should be, is this person that we're looking for emotionally available? Yes. And that's never on their list. Mm. Are they still married to somebody else? Do they have baggage? What is the baggage? Do they, are they healthy? You know, are yeah. they um, able to communicate? Yes, they easy to get along with. Skills? Yes, yes. Yes, and are we compatible? The rest yes. doesn't matter. And, and they say, but no, but I want those other things. But if they're not emotionally available, mm. we're going nowhere and fast. Yeah. Um, what are, uh, where are people looking for love, Jenny? I mean, yes, we are, we are talking about, you know, online, <laughs> you said swiping left, swipe. I don't even know how those things work. Yes. I've not dated in over 15 years. <laughs> no. I've been happily married for 14. So, you know, where are people looking? And, and, and while we're on that, I mean, you know, what ages are you dealing with there? Because obviously different, uh, well, what are they? Apps, hey? Obviously different apps, uh, are for different age groups as well. So do we have those who are like, you know, a little later on in years also looking on, on, in these spaces? A lot of people in their later years, especially after somebody's passed away, they're a widow or widower, plenty online. So there's online dating, there's meetups, there are people who run um, dating groups where you perhaps meet at a house. Yeah. You could join a book club, you could join a walking club, a hiking okay. club, a wine group. Um, you could be in our local um, supermarket. Uh, and chat to somebody in the next aisle that's buying a, a, a you know a packet of frozen peas. <laughs> so it's everywhere. People well, are looking everywhere. Well, at least you know you both like peas, so that's a start. If you're, exactly, <laughs> if you're bonding that's over a compatibility, the peas. and it's yeah. a way of opening a conversation. Yes, yes. What are you cooking for dinner tonight? But, what are you cooking? Oh, let you know. Come over. Make exactly, peas for peas. <laughs> and also 
um, they may be in the same queue and, and uh, someone's got a child with them. You, well, you know they have a child. Yes. Or they get into a car outside and there's a dog. We've got to be, have compatibility. Yes. It's no good if I like waking up in the morning at 5 o'clock. Um, you know, my, my job or, or um, my career says that I should be at work at 7. I come home at 10. And you are exactly the opposite. I like hiking and traveling and you get car sick. Mm, mm. So we got, we got to find what we're compatible at. And, and those actually, I'm being a little facetious there. Mm. The compatibility is, can we have a conversation? Yes. And for me, about our emotional yes. bank account, yes. emotional bank account. Yes, absolutely. And everyone, and the older you are, the more baggage you're going to have. You're going to have things that have happened, especially if you've been in other relationships as well. Um, you are going to have baggage and, or should we call it luggage? Because it might not necessarily be. You luggage know, is very, a very good. <laughs> I think is luggage is a of baggage. Word. It yes. doesn't weigh you down. But a lot luggage, of the, luggage doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. You know, luggage sounds light and airy. Uh, Jenny, is are one of the biggest mistakes or is one of the biggest mistakes that we meet someone and then hope to change and mold them into the person we want. So we overlook the small things, which can be deal breakers later on. You don't like that they clip their toenails inside or in the bathroom, you know, those kinds of things. <laughs> and we think, ah, okay, we'll get past that. And is that one of the biggest mistakes that we, that we make is that we think I, I can live with it. I can live with it. And then later you think I'm going to change that now that I've got them here in my space. I think you just hit on something that is very big. We cannot change anybody. The only one that can change their attitude or their behavior is the person in question. And the problem is when we go into a relationship, it's like we go into an audition. Mm. We don't say what we really want to say. We don't express the things that really mean a lot to us. We think, I can change this. It doesn't matter. Well, quite frankly, it matters a lot. And you're already on the wrong foot if you do mm, that. Mm. All right. We are talking to relationship coach and author Jenny Schmoll. We're talking about how to find love at any age, at any age. And yes, it is possible. Jenny says it's possible. No matter how old you are, you can find love again. If you have questions or experiences you want to share with us, 011-883-0702 or WhatsApp us, a voice note, or send us a message if you're able to type that out. If you're not driving, 072-702-1702. Masterclass. 25 after 2 and we're talking about how to find love at any age with relationship coach and author Jenny Schmoll in our masterclass this afternoon and uh, very very uh, good advice we've gotten so far from Jenny about being realistic and you know not trying to change someone and you can find love at any age she says uh, Jenny are you are you willing to tell us how old the oldest person was that you actually spoke to about finding love or who was looking for love or who found love 76 76. Wow. 76. And there are many people at that age looking for love. So in, you know, in the older years, they um, have lost somebody or um, they haven't been in a relationship and now they sort of retired. So they're not working anymore. And, and they're looking to belong somewhere. They're looking to make a little space for themselves to be in love again. Mm. Oh, that's very sweet. Absolutely sweet. So just going back, though, and, and we spoke about this right at the yes. beginning. You know, we're always told and you always hear, you know, some gurus say that the passion, the love, the lust does fade at some point And eventually you're left with this 
wonderful friendship. You should have somebody that you, like you say, can talk to. Um, should we not then just be looking for a lasting, extra special friendship instead of love? Well, I, I like what you said there because if we take what love is, love is a feeling that we get when we connect it to somebody else. And mostly we're looking to connect to somebody that's very much like ourselves. So there's always love out there. But you can have different kinds of relationships. So, you know, is it an intimate relationship? Is it a friendly relationship? Uh, There's a lot of situationships where there's nothing much happening other than, you know, we meet on Sundays for a lovely meal. Hmm. There are different kinds of relationships. But you could love somebody and not be in love with them. Ah, okay. So I think we get a little confused. Um, you know, you've been married for quite a while, and mm. of course you, you're in love and you love. Mm. But even in those relationships, we've got to do a little bit of work. We've got to yeah. evolve. You don't always what like works. the person. You can love them, but you don't always like them. And that's, that's some, that happens. Yeah, sometimes they do something. And absolutely. You may still love the person or be in love with them, but you don't like their attitudes or their behaviors. Yes, at a certain time. And I think when we differentiate that, we don't like that attitude or behavior, but we still love them. So you said we should look on... Sorry, do go on, Jenny. uh, And and what I'm saying here is that um, love doesn't disappear. So... You know, if you are married to somebody, you still love that person. You don't live with them. You're not in love with them, but you love them because, you know, your love is universal. We can't, uh, it, it doesn't disappear. It doesn't dissipate. And, and, and it does evolve though, right? It evolves and it evolves. love changes. It, it's tested. Um, so it, it might not feel the same as it did uh, on day one, but on day 2001, you know you still love somebody, but it, in a different way, is that is that an okay way yes. of putting it? And I, I, I think what we're saying there is that the, the honeymoon, honeymoon phase mm. is over. Mm. And so what we thought w- was brilliant in the honeymoon phase doesn't exist anymore. And that's why we've got to create something differently. And I'd like to share something with uh, you and, mm. and, of course, with, with the listeners. Mm. I, I always equate it to if you've ever traveled on a, you know, a jumbo, an, an airplane going overseas, at night when we all sleeping on the plane, um, the pilot takes a rest and they switch on this computer. And the computer's got a name, actually. His name is George. Oh. And George flies <laughs> the plane. I know, scary. <laughs> and what George does is make sure that we, we're on the way to, say, Los Angeles. George, the computer, flies with a set of iterations, which means he keeps you on track. Because if there wasn't those iterations or George, the computer, or the pilot, we would land up in Hong Kong. <laughs> and a relationship needs a set of iterations. Yes. A from direction. side to side, yeah. flow, direction, yeah. focused intention. Okay. And that's what keeps love alive. Oh, I like that. And I think we're going to pause it there. And if you have questions for, for Jenny or you want to share some tips, some experiences, if you have found love uh, at, at a later age or you've been in love for a long time and you have a secret you want to share, some tips with us, please do 011-883-0702 or WhatsApp us 072-702-1702. 
702 Masterclass. Yeah, and today's Masterclass, how to find love at any age. And helping us along with that is relationship coach and author Jenny Schmoll. And Jenny, before we go to our voice notes and questions, a very quick one from what you said earlier about finding somebody who is very much like you. What then about that, that whole saying about opposites attract? Is that, you know, where does that apply? Look, opposites do attract because there's always both sides of the proverbial coin. But in general, we, it's subconscious that we do it. We, we look for somebody that's like us because we enjoy us. You know, we write, we, <laughs> we are, we are five star. And so we tend to look to somebody that's like us. And then we may find somebody that's opposite, but in general, and this is 80% of the time, if our values don't match, it won't work. Okay, so maybe opposite so as a might, reflection of us. Maybe that's yes, what... Yes, okay. they, they, they might like going to golf every Saturday from 6 in the morning and come home after the 18th hole. Mm. <laughs> and yet we both may have our highest value as family and children. So we have a link. Okay, you, you, you're so talking about my life in... You're actually describing my life, but the good Am thing, I? <laughs> I use that, no, but I like, because that's my me time. So then I, you know, then, yes, then exactly. I love my, yeah, that's my me time. Okay. So let's, uh, we've got a couple of voice notes uh, coming through, Jenny. Let, let's take a listen. Yes. Hi, guys. It's so difficult to find love in any age, because nowadays people, they don't even look at you. Those that look at you are those that want something from you. So it's so difficult in any way. Thank you. Mm, and that is quite a, quite a thing is that we're, we're very suspicious as well. And rightfully so, Jenny, because there are some uh, yes. freaky people out there, for want of a better word, some strange and freaky people out there. Um, so I, I do feel for uh, that person. Yeah, I feel for the listener. I, I think we need to be very discerning. We need to check who we're going to be going out with. And I think we need to focus also more on ourselves. If yeah. we see ourselves as meeting somebody, we will. Mm. You always get what you want. Mm. And it's just to make a choice of, okay, where am I going to meet this person? At the church or at a, a, a cake sale or at a school match? There, there are millions, billions of people worldwide and I think that's why matchmaking, um, you know, is such a big thing in India and, and I believe in the Middle East as well. Yeah, yeah. Is having somebody to help you to do that. Yeah. But the stronger you are as a person and the more you vote for yourself as a woman and the more you look after yourself and love yourself as a woman, um, I'm not saying it's easy because I don't want to discount mm, anybody, but mm. never give up. Never, never give, up. give up. Yeah, never give up. And, and don't settle. On the other hand, don't settle just don't because settle. you want to have somebody there. Okay, we've got another voice note. It's Nobila from Pinoni. I would just like to say that three and a half years ago, I met my husband at our local shopping centre. I had just moved in the area. He started making a conversation. At first, I wanted to dismiss him because I thought he was being forward, asking me what's for supper. Am I into takeaways or do I cook? I wanted to dismiss him. Then I thought, uh-uh, let me tell this guy that I actually do cook. And, um, well, we hit it off from there. We've been together, got married about uh, eight months later. And he's just the perfect personality for me. 
And I hope he cooks too. <laughs> well, Fantastic. that's great. Yeah, that's a great story. That's a great story. And some people that, know. When you know, you know. That is a beautiful story because it's so simple. Two people started up a conversation at the grocery store and hit it off. Both tuned into the same radio station. I'm looking for love. I'm looking to have a conversation. I'm, I'm willing to have a conversation. I'm not, mm. I'm not turning my face the other way. And I think that's such a beautiful example. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. And uh, we've got a, a WhatsApp that's come through from Hasmuk, I think, in, in, in Mondio, saying the saying regarding love uh, relationships uh, is, uh, I love you, you're perfect, now change. And that is quite true. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> and too many times uh, that causes problems. <laughs> It does. And, and I think that's, that's what you've got to work on if, if you feel you're going to yes. mold somebody because people are who they are. They are who they are. All right. Another one coming through. Married over 20 years. Does affection fall away uh, after in the long term? I'd like to remain, uh, well, I'd like to remain enormous, but I think you meant anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> anonymous. <laughs> Married over 20 years. Does affection fall away after? I don't know if affection falls away. Affection shouldn't fall away because if those are the people, you're either an affectionate person or you're not, right? Yes. I don't think affection falls away. I think you'll find that if you're affectionate, you will always be affectionate. If you're a, a hugger or, mm. a, you know, somebody that's totally affectionate, that is your nature. Yeah. Like you know? But my, you can also nurture that if yes. you want to bring it back. And so depending on the person, there's no wrong, no right. It's just what is comfortable for you and what makes you feel um, loved, protected, safe, secure, and uh, enjoying life, celebrating mm. life. And mm. if it needs a little bit more affection, do that. Yeah. Like my husband's come to terms with the fact I'm not a cuddler. I don't cuddle. I just don't. I'm a middle child. I need my <laughs> space. I don't cuddle. And he's now finally accepting it. So it doesn't. And we joke about it. We joke about it. And, uh, <laughs> and Avika, that's beautiful because you have spoken up. He knows. And you've had this deep conversation about, I just don't cuddle. Mm. I'm the middle child. It doesn't suit me. I love you. I'm in love with you. Mm. Um, I love our relationship and our family, but I don't cuddle. Mm. Mm. And that's what we're talking about when we say in having relationship skills, knowing how to have those conversations that for some, they may never tell them they don't want to cuddle. Mm. They just suffer. <laughs> so well done <laughs> thanks and then uh, another whatsapp at 65 and having lost my hubby to cancer oh i'm sorry about that i've had a few admirers a problem comes when they get intimidated by what you've accumulated over the years no matter how much you are modest and trying to convince them that material things are not that important i suppose one day i'll meet someone with enough self-esteem and that's from tembi and tembi i'm so sorry for your loss but um i'm, I'm also encouraged that you are still looking for love at, you know, and you, she's uh, 65 and, and she still wants to have something like that in her life. But I think, yes, uh, women and strong women and, and having things where you don't, you're not going to be dependent on someone, uh, uh, Jenny, that, that, that is sometimes a big problem in relationships. I, I think, uh, well done, Tembi, and I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Mm. I, I think Tembi can be discerning and it is intimidating when one partner has more than the other and you're in this new relationship. But going back to what I said in the beginning, if you know what you want, so you're looking for somebody who's has a strong character, 
who has leadership qualities, who is emotionally stable, emotionally available to talk about these things, and perhaps looking for somebody who's equally financially independent as she she is. Mm. So looking at that, there's no wrong, no right, but making it more comfortable so that it doesn't become a, you know, a subject of um, conversations down mm. the line that are intimidating for the, the mm. person because it will be. Mm. So looking at, um, look, I have enough for both of us, but we, we have to have a conversation. And I think what I want to say here is we have to remember we are in a relationship with ourselves. Then we're in a relationship with this other prospective partner. And then we in the relationship with the relationship, which is in the middle. And yeah. that is the part where we put all these relationship tools into mm. so that we know how to navigate and um, build dynamic, healthy, mm. rela- romantic relationships. And, you know, the, the, the sad truth is we only learn these things as we get older, but we have to make our mistakes when we're younger. You have to kiss all those frogs, right? You have to kiss those frogs to get to Well, um, I, I love that you said that because it was going to be the title of my book. Oh, But we okay. changed it. You can so have that stop one. Stop kissing frogs. You can have that one. Yeah, yeah okay. I'll give it to you for Thank free. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Let's take a listen to another voice note. Hi. Um, so I am about to turn 21 next week. So I know I can't really be talking about love like that. But... In most of my relationships in the past two or three years, I have had a problem of getting bored. So even if I liked a person, a few months down down the line, I would end up getting bored of the relationship. And of course, the relationship would then have to end. So I'm really just trying to understand um, what's wrong with me, what's going on, why am I like this? Because my intentions are really, really genuine, but I just keep getting bored. I don't know that there's anything wrong with that, Jenny. You're learning, you're learning about I don't think, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, it's a young person, um, at least knows that I get bored quickly. Mm. I get bored quickly because he can start looking at that. Mm, what right. is it about mm. the relationship that becomes boring for me? Mm. Are we do, are we compatible? Um, is it boring because I like dancing, they don't? Is it boring because I tend to want to do this and they don't? What is it that's boring for mm, you? Mm. And I think when you look at that, ask yourself that question. Yeah. What is the truth about me getting boring? Yeah. And I'm saying this in a in a humble, good way. Yeah. And I, I think you'd be able to find the answer there. And I think, you know, it, it's fine. It's fine to be in those short relationships as long as you're not hurting someone. You haven't created an expectation, um, you know, that this that this was going to be something more than what it was. And everybody's on the same page to say, let's see where this goes. And if it doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't go anywhere. And maybe he's meeting them in the wrong place as well. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's meeting the same type of person. That's why he's getting bored as well. So there's so many things here that you'd have to look at, I suppose, to actually get to the actual um, what is making you bored in your relationships. I agree. All right. And, you know, people talk about uh, a lot about love languages, Jenny, and I don't know where that falls into what we're talking about today in terms of your love language. And would, would, would that be the same thing as in I'm not a cuddler you know, that's my, my love language might be something else. My love language might be making sure every week that I make you something that you read that I know is your favorite, you know, that, that kind of thing. Where does that fall yes, into the I, formula? I, 
I think love languages are very important and there have been books, you know, written yes. about it. Um, I'm, I might be, uh, uh, your love language is, I, I don't cuddle, but I make our home warm and comfortable and I, I cook something really nice for you. I go out of my way. So I bring my, um, I'm a giver. Mm. Yes, I so am. So there's actually. those different love languages. <laughs> Some people like to buy presents. Yes. Uh, because they don't know how to speak. Some people like, I, me particular, Jenny, likes deep conversation. Mm. So when I'm in a relationship with somebody that doesn't like to talk, boy, I'm, I'd be in a big, <laughs> a mm. lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, you know, we can find those things out. And also we, we tend to, um, to label these things, mm. and I'm not I'm not very fond of labeling. Yeah, um, it's it's just that we we are whole. We have different personalities, different personas, different ways of behaving. And then going back to what you said just now, and we evolve. You will behave differently in every relationship because it will be different. I, I definitely could not behave. Well, it's impossible. Uh, how I behaved when I was twenty-one. Mm, mm. It's impossible. It's impossible, and we, I don't think like that. Yeah, we've changed, and we and, and other people change along the way as well. They're also growing. Um, here's another WhatsApp. I'm in a three-year relationship. I love the guy. But I don't feel super strong feelings for him like I did with my ex-fiance. I often worry if I should continue or just let go. Three years already, but you're, and, and I think the comparison with the ex-fiance, that seems like there's a, there's a bar to be reached, hey? Yes, and I think um, I hear that, and I, I hear that quite often. So this is, I, the expectation is that I want that same feeling that I had with the ex-fiance. Hmm. There was something that I thought there that was really, um, you know, made my heart sing. And I don't find it here. Yeah. And I'm looking for it here. And actually, not going to find it there. But again, so, you know, how long is a piece of string? Mm, and, and, and look and, for what is there. And why is that fiance an ex? If, you know, that's the other thing. Is, is exactly. what happened? That for you know, me that is, was a, is what a bit of a question. Yes, uh, what went wrong in the last relationship? Why is the fiancé an ex-fiancé? Yeah. And then look at, well, and not look backwards. That's why we have a rearview mirror. Yeah. We, we, that's how we look back. We must look forward so we can see where we're driving to. Yeah. And here I go back to the radio station metaphor. Change your radio station. I'm in a relationship. Um, this are the boxes that I can tick here. These are the boxes that aren't ticked. Can I... You know, what can I bring to this relationship so that I can bring it more into what I do expect? And if I can't, walk away. Yeah. Don't so, stay. Yeah. And I suppose if it's three years and you love the person, but you can't see going, if you have to ask us that question, then I think you need to start looking at where yes. you really want to be, I think. And that's just me, <laughs> you know. Um, no, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, and I'm no expert. I could be wrong, but there's lots of, I mean, the fiancé that, that, that you hold in such high esteem or, or, or the feelings is an ex and the person you would for three years and you can say that, then you've got to ask yourself some questions. Um, another WhatsApp coming through about relationships. I feel like I'm failing at mine and I honestly need help because these days we fight over small things and we don't let go of the hurt. So how can I bring my relationship back to what it was um little fights are not bad but if it's if it's something that is um happening more often than not then there is something that's going on there jenny what what do you think 
Well, these little fights in relationship are never about the little fights. There's always an underlying, I said in the beginning, there's a wound in, in, um, that we sort of hang on to. And it's, it's this thing that sort of never, we put a sticky plaster on it in the relationship. And we actually have to have a conversation and say, what is actually the truth here? Are we struggling with um, some issue in the relationship? And um, I'm, I'm going to say it because these are the mm. top two that mm. come out. It's usually money or sex. Yeah. Okay. Or it could be the in-law, or yeah. it could be, you know, your job. It's never the little arguments yeah. about why didn't you take the trash out. And also if you have kids, you know, kids and, and shame, they're quite innocent in all of it. But you fight over, over kids or whether it's discipline or, you know, what, uh, whatever it is, whether you, you have different beliefs or different ways of raising kids. But uh, it shouldn't yes. be the end of things. I mean, that, that's how families grow. I think that's how families grow. That's how you, you find and learn about each other. It doesn't have to be a deal breaker. Well, you know, um, in some cultures, so I don't want to say which, but, but just let's say uh, if you were Italian, for instance, um, mm. on a Sunday, the whole family comes together. There's a lot of noise. There may be some shouting across the table. There'll be lots of eating and some cold drinks or whatever it is that they're having. And next Sunday, they're back. And it may yeah. sound to yeah. somebody who's not used to having um, heated conversation or loud conversation that it's an argument. It's not really. They're just talking. Yeah. It's our perception. Yeah. And, and our limiting beliefs on how relationships should play out mainly come from um, our lives, our yeah. uh, childhood, our first love, our second love, whatever, mm. you know, our, uh, for divorced people, I um, co-ran a divorce support group in, mm. in Johannesburg for a few years. And I always told them, if your partner was sitting here, I'd be listening to their story. Mm, and mm. sometimes we turn our love life into a series that should be on SABC or <laughs> so now <big>. Netflix. And <laughs> yeah, now Netflix, yes. It becomes and, a Sophie. And there's always three sides, hey? That's what my hubby says. There's always three sides, your side, my side, and the truth. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> but it's how you come and back from those sides. that question. Yeah. So that question, what is the truth here? Mm. What is the truth of mm. this argument? Yeah. And am I prepared to even voice my opinion. Yeah. There are people that stay together for years and when they part, they say, but I didn't know that or yes. I couldn't speak up yeah. or I didn't want to rock the boat. Yeah. And I think if we all just rock the boat in the beginning, in a, in a good way, you know, in a, in a yes. decent conversation and, and not just uh, don't wait for the person to, you know, just walk in the door and you pounce, whether it's male or female. Yeah. You know, set aside a time, maybe once a month. This is our our time to reevaluate how this relationship is yeah. going. How yeah. are you feeling? Yeah. How do you find me lately? Yeah. A, a very, very important. Honest you conversations. Know, we running a, honest conversations. If we were running a business, and, and a lot of the times I say relationships are like a business. Every year in a business, you would sit down and say, well, we did X, Y, Z. That was the plan the vision, and these are the results. What do we need to up our game or to do the same or to expand? Mm, mm. But we don't do that in relationships. Yeah.
Absolutely. All right, Jenny. I think uh, we've got a voice note that's come through, but it's, it's, uh, it's quite funny. It's a, it's, it's a joke about finding love. So I think we're going to end on a high. But thank you so much, Jenny Great. Small, relationship coach and author, How to Find Love at Any Age. I think you've uh, definitely given us a lot of uh, food for thought, a lot to think about. Thank you. Let's take a listen. And I want you to stay on the line and listen to this joke. Anybody heard about the new store in New York City? It's called the Husband Store. And you can go there and shop for a husband. There are six floors in this store. You can only visit each floor one time, though. And each floor you go up, the value increases. You may choose any item from any particular floor, but you cannot, you can go up a floor, but you cannot go back down. So there was a woman who went to the husband store to find herself a husband. On the first floor, the sign on the door read, these men have jobs. <laughs> that sounded good. These men have jobs. Floor two says, these men have jobs and love kids. Floor number three said, these men have jobs, love kids, and are extremely good looking. <laughs> wow, she thought, this is sounding pretty good, but I'm compelled to go on to the next floor. Well, she does go to the fourth floor and the sign reads, these men have jobs, love kids, are drop-dead, good-looking, and they help with the housework. Oh, mercy me, she said. I can hardly stand it. Still, she said, I've got to go on. She went to the fifth floor. These men have jobs, love kids, are drop-dead, gorgeous, help with the housework, and have a very strong romantic streak. Mm. But she couldn't stand it. She decided she had to just find out what was on floor number six. Floor number six said, you are visitor 31,456 to this floor. There are no men on this floor. This floor exists solely as proof that women are impossible to please. 